Hello, bookworms. Welcome to The Best Book Ever, the podcast where we get to know interesting people by asking them about their favorite books. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and today we're talking comic books. Frank Miller reinvented the Batman story with his now classic, The Dark Knight Returns, a furious saga where our tortured hero has to take on a new generation of villains 10 years after his retirement. Talking to me about this book today is Led Bradshaw, a Brooklyn-born graphic artist who is quickly making a name for himself as one of New York's up-and-coming black comic book illustrators. As the creator of Jet Pulse Comics, his flagship title, The New Adventures of Jake Jet Pulse, is a comic book adventure story that was inspired by his son Jacob, who was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder at the age of four. I have never read a superhero comic before, so I had no idea what to expect. And I'll tell you in advance, I really enjoyed it, and it was an absolute delight to talk to Led about why The Dark Knight Returns is the best book ever. Hi, Led. Welcome to the Best Book Ever podcast. Thanks for having me. You are the first person who has chosen a graphic novel, and I have been hoping someone would choose a graphic novel to talk to me about because I don't know anything about them. How did you become a comic book geek, as you describe it? <laughs> uh, wow. Um, let's see. Uh, around like maybe three, three and a half years old. I would, um, I, you know, like I started drawing sometime around that time. I mean, I was just draw whatever I see, like doodles, things. And I would just sit there and, you know, try to like copy anything that I saw or whatever, whatever cartoon that was on television. That was, you know, that, that was fun at the time, whether it was like, you know, Tom and Jerry or whatever it was. So I would just sit there and just like, you know, try to copy whatever I saw. And then, well, you know, I was never really taught. It was actually, I knew that I was good at it when I had a kindergarten book report and it was like where the wild things are. That was the book that I had to, you know, that I did a book report on. And I remember getting an F on it. It was my very first F. What? Yeah, the teacher was like, you can't have your parents draw the pictures. <laughs> and I sat there and I was telling you, I was telling my teacher, I was like, I drew that. And then I had to draw the thing over again so I get a better grade. But um, my dad always fueled my talent. He would just, um, he would bring home like whatever, like he would stop off at a store or go for a walk in the neighborhood, you know, pick up a couple of comic books. Here, read these. Here, tell me what you think about this. And they were like, you know, Spider-Man, Batman comics, you know, I would just come home with all these comic books and I would just look at the pictures and then I would, you know, draw everything that I saw and I would try to imitate the poses and try to make my own little comic book panels on a piece of paper. And then I'd have my mom staple them together. And those would be like my first, you know, my first comic books when I was like five or six years old. And I just kept collecting as I went along because I figured like, wow, there's so much cool artwork. I might as well just, you know, like learn it all. And that's how, you know, that's how that started. And then when it became the, the when I was about like junior high school, high school age, I remember like eating as little as I could, like, uh, you know, during lunch, just so I could have like, a, you know, <laughs> some change to go pick up a comic book on the way home. So <laughs> the comic book stores were, the, were were awesome. Those were like the places where you would find me and I would be there like, you know, going through the racks looking for whatever, the like whatever stories interested me. So at first I didn't know, like I would just listen to the other kids, like what stories they liked and I would pick those up. So 
whether it was like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever it was, I would just grab whatever I could and, you know, really study it, look at, you know, look at all the artwork. Can I draw that? I think I could do that. And then I would just sit there at home and just draw. And my, my parents invested in a lot of paper and pencils. What's the bigger attraction for you? Is it the picture or the words? At first, it was the pictures. Mm-hmm. I think it was like there was just the visuals. I was more interested in that in the beginning. So up until the time I was about maybe 14, 15 years old, I was solely interested in just the visuals, the artwork, the art style. How did they do this? And I was just more intrigued with that, you know. And of course, I was reading the comics. I, you know, I liked the stories, but I was more interested in the art. And my, I remember like um, my dad bought me this book. Um, it's called uh, Stan Lee's How to Draw, like How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way or something like that. And I thought this was awesome because it showed me a completely different, a different technique than what I was doing on my own. And I was like, wow, I can draw things a lot faster. I could draw more people. I could do all sorts of things now. And I must have went through that book. I don't know how many couple hundred times you know? <laughs> <laughs> i mean the pages started falling out i had to ask for a new one you know i was going through that thing like you know i i studied that book hard i was just really just into like well, how did they do that how did they draw this how did they draw from these angles so there was a lot of different things that i didn't know that like um drawing from perspective um, which of different views a bird's eye view a worm's eye view and i'm like really these are things and it just created such a dynamic feel to the pictures by doing that. And as like, I need to know how to do this because that was my dream. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to draw when I was a kid, I always wanted to draw Saturday morning cartoons. You know, I, I wanted to draw like comic books or Saturday morning cartoons, whatever it was, if it was art related, I wanted to do it. So I wanted to learn as much as I could. So it was just all about the pictures at that point. And you did. You went on to become a graphic artist and the author of your own comic. Will you tell my yes. listeners about that? Well, um, the I could say um, honestly, I'm the co-creator of this uh, of this comic because oh, okay. the the amazing part is that I'm doing the illustrating, and I always had an idea that I wanted to do my own comic book, but it came from it came from my son Jake. So it was actually from his imagination and the way how this all happened. It wasn't that I decided, Hey, I'm going to make a comic book. That's what I'm going to do. It was, um, I guess when Jake was about three and a half years old and he was diagnosed with autism and like, we knew that he needed some help in school. And we noticed that like his, um, the, the, the teachers would, uh, would sit down with me and tell me how like self-directed he was and, he was only interested in talking about superheroes and he was always talking about either Batman or Spider-Man or Superman, but that pretty much dominated the conversation every day that he was in school. So he wasn't really grasping the work. He was more, he was more intrigued about talking about that. So I remember talking to a developmental pediatrician saying, and I remember she said that Maybe instead of like discouraging him from talking about superheroes, why don't you like embrace it a little, you know, and see what you can get out of them? And I said, and I thought about that for a while. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Started going on Google and um, searching for like different uh, different ways that I could help him out. You know, we like we'd already got him in touch with a couple with a few therapists and stuff that were helping him. 
And then I found uh, art therapy exercises and I was like, hey, I could do this, man. I've been drawing my whole life and this is easy. And, you know, not to take away from anybody that's, you know, that does this for a living, like a licensed therapist or whatever. But because I was drawing so much, I'm like, maybe I can use some of this to help him out. And we found a few really cool exercises. One of them was to express his feelings using colors because he had um, uh, a speech delay and his vocabulary was very limited. This was a way for me to help him understand his feelings. So he wouldn't be so frustrated when it came to him communicating things and I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, so I sat down with them and then like I would mark on a, a piece of tape on the marker and uh, the red one, I would put angry and the yellow one, I would put happy and then <laughs> the blue one, I would put sad in, you know, and every day after school, I was like, Jake, well, how do you feel today? And he would pick his own marker, you know, and he would write, you know, um, write a box on the chart or whatever that I put on the refrigerator and whatever color it was, I would ask him like, okay, so what made you mad today? What made you happy today? And that was his way of, um, that was our way of like expressing, you know, helping him express his feelings. So I saw this exercise was working and I said, okay, cool. So why don't we try drawing like happy pictures or sad pictures using these same colors? So for angry pictures, use like use a lot of red, you know, use a lot of blue for your sad pictures. And I was doing all of this and that seemed to work. I, I just don't know what I stepped in when I did this. It was just by pure luck. And then I said to myself, like, holy cow, it was like one day I'm sitting there and I grab, you know, I grab a beer out of the fridge. It's hot. It's summertime. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what if I like simplified the, you know, the whole process of building a comic book? into like a learning lesson and see if he picks it up. And I said, okay, Jake, what I want you to do is it's like, um, I'm going to draw a face. You tell me like, you know, is the person angry? Like, you know, I would use the colors like blue or red or whatever. And he would tell me this person's happy. This person's sad. And I'm like, okay, he could understand like, you know, like the facial cues. And I made sure that he really understood like what was going on. The one exercise that really blew everything out of the water was, uh, it was draw yourself as a superhero. And this is an exercise that was meant to bring out your self-esteem, your positive traits, the things that you like the most about yourself. And then he just took the ball and ran. The moment we sat down and started drawing it, he started creating this character called Ultra Jake. And he was like the, it was like, you know, the little refrigerator drawings. Look, daddy, I did this for you, you know? And it, it was like, had the laser rays shooting out and it's this character and he's fighting to save the day. And, I'm like, well, who are those other people in the picture? He's like, oh, those are my friends. And he like, you know, this is Julia and this one is like Mars. And at first, like the the, the troll, um, you know, Mars, the troll, who was one of the heroes in the book now started off as like a monster, like as a villain. So it was like, so, yeah, they're after the evil trolls and, you know, and they're going to save they're going to save New York. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. But then I realized that. He started doing it on his own. Like he would just sit at the table, grab paper, and he would just continue this whole ultra Jake thing. Okay. And then I saw like he would ask my mom to staple the things just like how I used to do when I was a kid. And I would sit there and I look at him like, wow, really? Like the genes are really strong, aren't they? Because he's doing the same thing. So he's like, daddy, I made you a comic book. Look. And I would see all these drawings. I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. So now he's, you know, first, second grade now. And the teachers are like, yeah, he's still having problems grasping some of the material. He just tried to talk about superheroes. And I took it upon myself 
I started drawing him. I started drawing the characters like the way how I draw and drawing it and drawing the hero in his likeness so that when he looked at it, he recognized himself immediately. And when he needed help learning to read, I just made little flashcards out of, you know, out of all those pictures, run, jump, you know, fly, you know, drive, you know, that's how I helped him how to read. I started like putting like the sentences together, you know, like Jake can run fast. Jake can fly high. And then like, as he was reading those on his own independently, um, one of the teachers said to me, she was like, wow. I mean, he just really picks his stuff up. You know, he like, he snuck the flashcards that I made for him. He brought them to school to show the teacher. And he's like, wow, do you have any more of these? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I guess I can make a few. Right. So I said, why make flashcards when like it's probably easier just to make a book, right? So <laughs> I made these little books. They were very tiny ones. And like I passed them out. I gave them to Jake. I said, here, here's a few. So he comes home. I'm picking him up from school. And he's like, daddy, guess what? I had a book signing today and I signed all the books. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing. And I was like, what did you do? He was like, yeah, I signed all the books like a superstar. I was like, really? And one of the parents came to me and was like, wow, I read this book to my kid every night. Do you have any more books? Um, and then in my head, I'm like, dude, you're about to get yourself into some really big trouble yeah, here. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I think I'll make more. So now Jake is at a point where he's creating the characters. He's writing his own stories. He's taking after me. He's like, at first I was really into you know, really into like the visuals, like the, you know, the comics, the art style, but it wasn't until I was in high school that I got into like creative writing and found that I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I brought Jake along into the whole process, you know, so I could show him how a comic book is made. He could see how I draw everything, you know, and then he became like the art director to like, you know, the whole process. So, he would tell me all about the characters. I would just put the voice memo down on the table. I would tell, you know, okay, tell me everything about these characters. Don't hold back. And I would just record hours of him explaining who each character was. And I would use that to draw and create whatever I thought they would look like based on what he said. We kind of follow each other's lead in that, I guess, because like some of the story comes from me too. It's a way for me to like, a way for the both of us to to really exercise those geek muscles i didn't realize it but afterwards like we had created um we had created a really cool you know group of characters from like all the information that he had don't you think it's incredible that the thing that you were obsessed with since you were three mm -hmm. that, that you think about all the time is your personal passion is the thing that unlocks your son and and connects you guys i just it kind of blows me away. Yeah, if you had told me this like thirty years ago, I probably would have laughed at you. Right. As like I, I didn't, I didn't even think anything of it, to be honest. And the fact that everything kind of like the the stars align, if you want to call it like you know some godlike intervention, I have no idea. But everything just seemed to just come full circle. Like the moment, like I saw that he needed help, and I was like, okay, what's the best way for me to do it? And it's the one thing I've been doing every day of my life. Right. You know? <laughs> right. It's like he is exactly the right kid for you. And you're exactly yeah. the right dad for him. Exactly. It's just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. God. <laughs> Do you have to, um, or did your parents have to guard what you read? Because there were a couple of pages where I went, 
oh my gosh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, the more mature stuff you wouldn't see like like a typical comic, you know, like like on the shelf. So graphic novels have a tendency to be a little bit more edgier. Okay. You know, the the overtones are a little bit more. But by the time I started reading that, I was already, um, I guess, a sophomore in high school. So smart enough to know the difference. Yeah. I understood that, the you know, that given the character, the violence was necessary to move the story along. And that's the things that I was applying from my English teacher. By the time I got to this story, I think it was really intrigued because I was so used to um, the way how superhero stories were told. You know, the good guys always win. You know, the bad guys are always evil. But I think what it was was that that graphic novel really showed me a completely different dimension to like the whole superhero genre. The, the story is about an aging superhero, an older Batman who's retired. You know, like he can't give up. He can't retire. But, you know, you're seeing it from like the perspective of sort of like how the real world would be if like how long of a career would they actually have, you know, before they couldn't do it anymore. And then how the the story, you know, touches on trauma. It touches on on so many different things and just like the violence. So I think that's what it was that really pulled me in and. You know, like, because you saw, like, there was a completely fragile, different side of, like, the superhero that we've grown up knowing. So that really is what, like, made me want to write more. I can write a superhero story about anything I want, you know? And um, I started taking cues from, you know, from my English literature teacher, and she was telling me, like, to draw from my own life. You know, to, to carry a journal, to write things down, like even when they're really bad, even when they're at your worst, you know, and you really don't have the heart to write anything. Just write down how you felt at that moment, because later on, you'll revisit it when you're, you know, when you're stronger, when you're better, you can revisit it. And that's when I started, like, really writing, like, those scenes and, like, you know, in my head, like this whole taking like Jake's universe later on in life and then creating a story around it or being able like to weave it like its own unique story that's separate from other superheroes. Um, I like there's certain tropes, certain things that like superhero that are common for superheroes. Like some of them are orphans. Some of them um, become superheroes because there was a defining traumatic moment in their life. And this is their way of uh, coping um, their way of moving past it, I guess, you know, I wanted to create a superhero that had a family, you know, like that's growing up, that's having friends, that's doing things. And I draw from all those, those other books, especially that one, because it gives me an idea, like there's nothing wrong with exposing yourself and showing that human side of a character, because that's what makes them relatable. And I think that's what it was. I mean, that's the thing of Batman, right? That He's got this absolutely tragic origin story. And right. what I wanted to ask you is, is there such a thing as a superhero book? In my limited knowledge, I couldn't think of a superhero who doesn't have a terrible backstory. They're rare, you know? Um, I mean, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, dear, yeah, of course. Comes from an island of, like, you know, of Amazons and stuff. So this book, um, The Dark Knight Returns, is this what the Christian Bale movies are based on? Is it the stories in this volume? I will tell you that there's a handful of Batman movies that used that as some kind of inspiration. The, the best way I could say it is, is that, like, 
that book really changed the course of how the character is perceived. I mean, it really like laid a certain foundation down for everyone who's making like a Batman movie, you know, or any superhero movie, as a matter of fact, because now they're a little bit more darker and like their tone is a little bit more. And it all comes from these, you know, these graphic novels, like it really shaped the way how superheroes are viewed in modern pop culture now. And, you know, like we're having, we're seeing more, it's, it's become normal to see characters that are more relatable, that have more dimensions to them. It, it took me a while to get used to seeing like a Superman that like people didn't trust, you know, but then I thought about it. I was like, huh, that, that, that's a good point. I mean, if there really was a super being on this planet that could fly, that can lift anything you wanted, that had like, you know, x-ray vision and all this other stuff. I mean, that would probably be the most frightening thing ever. <laughs> We'd lock him up. <laughs> right. You know, it would be scary. It's like, you know, so it's like it makes for a great story when you add that dynamic in there. So like the Dark Knight really changes that having an older Batman in that story. We've all known the character to rely on his wits and, you know, to rely on like, you know, on his brains. He's like a detective. And that's what we know him as. But now that he's a little older, you know, he's still trying to use like the brute force to accommodate for certain things that he's lacking. And you see him, he's a little bit more brutal now because he's he's a little older. He can't rely on like he's not as fast as he used to be. It really puts him at risk. At some point, he, like he's like he gets hurt. It's not what they call canon. Like this is like an, an alternate reality, but there's so many cool things about like, you know, about that story that actually found its way into the mainstream comic storyline because it was just so good. <laughs> that is like the building block. Like the, that's the foundation of everything that we know about this character, like started from that book. Now, I'm always interested to ask comic readers what they think of the film translations, but I'm especially interested to ask you as uh -huh. an artist, and because the visuals are so, so important to you just as a person, this is mm -hmm. what you do. So what are your thoughts on the translations of these stories that you grew up with into a visual medium? Have you been generally happy or have there been some that did it right and some that didn't? Oh boy. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've, I've actually created some colorful four letter words at some of these movies. I, I, I've learned to actually like, as you know, as a creator now to actually appreciate the artist's interpretation, but then when something sucks, it really sucks badly. Is it true that the Batman that you, that you first discovered will always be your Batman? I have heard that before. And what, and I, for me, it's true because I'm 52 and my Batman is Adam West forever. And I that, understand it has nothing to do with this Batman. Yeah. I used to run around the house with a towel around yes. my, you know, I would pretend I was walking up the walls, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. And like, yeah, I mean, like I, I, that, that, that was another influence of mine, you know, like when it really came to like a. Uh, you know, like to, to putting Jake Chappell's together because like I wanted the panels bright because I'm making it for kids. I wanted to be fun. I wanted to put like, you know, the power back into their hands. Like comics don't always have to follow the mold of being gritty and yeah. and dark. And, you know, I wanted something fun and enjoyable so the kids can read. And I like that. That's the first place I got it because there's nothing more ridiculous than like watching Adam West slide down a pole. <laughs> okay. So then who is your ultimate Batman? Who do you think does it best? 
I would say that the, the Christian Bale was actually like, like one of my favorites. I think he encompassed the complexity of the character really well. What's your goal for Jake Jet Pulse? World domination. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. World you're, domination. You're on your yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. <laughs> do you envision him getting old and having a cane in the stories, or do you want to kind of lock him into he's always going to be this sort of kid superhero? Well, for you know, I, I have been chronologically aging him to like to keep up with Jake's actual age. Mm-hmm. Because I started when he was about four. So um I I would love my 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 future intention. I have a whole bunch of them. I have like my 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 three year list, and I have my five year list. In my three year list, I would love to see Jake Jepol's comic books like in like on the shelves and multiple places. I mean, I would really love to see kids enjoying these, and I love to see parents enjoying them because um, having an autistic superhero really like adds completely different dimension, especially one who's an Afro Latino superhero with autism. You know, so I, I, you know, we're we're tackling diversity in that sense, and at the same time, it's like, this, it's him. It's not like we're creating this just like the the you know the check the boxes. Yeah. But we're, you know, it's um, we like we actually created a character that we felt Jake and I that we felt that could stand alongside Batman and Superman and the you know the Justice League or whoever or like or any of the Marvel characters. We wanted to create like a character that was strong enough to do that. Um, we wanted to create a character who was a kid. We wanted to, like the the characters to get behind them. They're learning their powers as they go along. Um, the one of the messages that I wanted to um, that, that I wanted to share with you too is that these characters are basically the three hallmarks of autism split into you know the multiple you know the, the the heroes so as i mentioned julia the character is like you know or asperger's or autism spectrum disorder as it's being called okay. um as the mars the troll who is the you know takes everything like like in the literal sense it's like he doesn't understand like jokes sometimes they fly over his head um so uh you have jake who's like very impulsive he wants to be the hero he wants to be like you know like it's his goal, like to basically live up to his, you know, the the, the to his hero's level and stuff. And then um, we have the Shrive, who's like a ghost. He's nonverbal, you know. He doesn't speak. And then we have um, the, you know, Miranda, the redhead, who's basically a telepath. She can hear the Shrive's thoughts, you know. So, <laughs> so they're all, you know, the they're, they're all, you know, different components of what autism is. So I wanted to show that when separate, you know, when separate, they're all like, you know, individually, they're all like, you know, super cool. But when they're together, you know, they can do amazing things together because we never spell out in the storyline that they're autistic. So it just it's in their personality traits. As you read the story, that you'll find similarities to what, you know, either like a child or their child or their sibling or like a, another friend or family member. Like, oh, that's why they don't look in the eye. That's why, like, you know, like he's, he has trouble with loud noises. That's why. So all of these things are incorporated into the characters, you know, and it just makes it even more like unique for us. It, like it makes the characters much more relatable. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Because I always felt that everyone has their hero's journey. There's a story that's um, there's a story that, that that's within everyone that's waiting to be told. It's just a matter of how do you get it out? You know, I guess that's what I feel like comic books did for me. 
And, you know, even though that story, the you know, the Dark Knight Returns, the way how it is, it it taught me a lot. It, it really did. It actually, you know, as crazy as that book is. <laughs> yeah. But it that there was um it taught me about like trauma, about like letting go, about like moving on, about, you know, those were some of the things that really stuck with me, especially like, you know, as I got older. You know, I realized that like there were certain things I had to let go of before I could actually feel confident to do what it is that I'm doing now. In a way, how like you know, Batman reinvents himself at the end of the book is the same way how I did myself. So I had to let that chapter of me be told and then move on to something else. What graphic artists or or comic book artists are you following these days? I've always been a fan. Like some of them are like old school. I mean, a lot of them. Those were like my those are my heroes, my childhood heroes. So I'm always going to mention them. And maybe like a, I, I mean, there's like George Perez, um, wow, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Ryan Bolin, Alex Ross, phenomenal. His work are more like portraits. His his art style is more like photorealistic, but it really embodies like like that 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 golden age era like look to it, where the characters are very square jawed and squinty eyed, but like in a very realistic take on the characters. And you'll look at it and you'll think you're looking at a photograph, and it's like his artwork is so fantastic. Alex Ross is amazing. This has been so great. Will you tell my listeners where they can find you and all the great work you do? Yes, um, you can check out our website, um, the, uh, the Jake Jet Pulse website, which is www.jakejetpulse.com. That's J-A-K-E-J-E-T-P-U-L-S-E.com. Spelling be champ. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on, uh, on, uh, on Instagram. Um, uh, on Instagram, uh, Jake Jet Pulse is the handle, all one word. Or uh, Jet Pulse underscore comics on Twitter. Um, is there any other handle that I'm leaving out? Oh, we've also started a TikTok channel as well. So Perfect. it's just uh, following the adventures of Jake and I as we are like, you know, going about our father and son things and me beating him sadly at video games. So <laughs> he, he has to learn that the, the old man still got it. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Lad, this has been so fun. I want to thank you for letting me take up so much of your time and for introducing me to this book which i just knew nothing about and i just really am so glad i read it it's just been fantastic thank you thank you so much i mean i really appreciate you having me on and it was really like you know i've been looking forward to this to the point where like i i had about like three mugs of this right now and it's like you know (laughs) black coffee so like after this i'm probably going to take like a quick jog around the entire neighborhood (laughs) right (laughs) Bookworms, I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Are you a comic or graphic novel fan? I would love to hear about your favorites and what you think I should read next. Let me know on Instagram at Best Book Ever Podcast. Remember, you can find links to all the books we discussed in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. And if you have a book you want to tell me about, click on the Be a Guest button on my website or Instagram bio so we can chat. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you at the library. Don't get me started on my Back to the Future theory. I will blow your mind. Like, seriously, like smoke will come out of your ears.
Like I have a whole theory about that. We're gonna do a second episode about that. Then how about that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, like future episode. Like yeah, I'm just warning to any Back to the Future fan that's listening. I mean, like whatever it is that like you know you think that you know about that movie, like I'm just going to just completely yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. I can't wait to hear this.